0: Hello, everyone, you've tuned into another episode of Mindful of Me, the podcast, where we have faith based self care conversations for women. I am Tiffany, your podcast host. Welcome to another installment of the Gray Hair Chronicles. It's a series where I speak about my journey of relinquishing my plans for my life for the plans that the Lord has for me. If you are new to the podcast, I'm so grateful that you are stopping in to hang out with me for the next 30 minutes or so. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to the previous eight episodes, I would urge you to go ahead in your spare time or when the Lord has nudged it in your spirit to go ahead and take a listen as it'll allow you to see the transitions of my journey thus far. So without further ado, episode nine is about to start. What is going on, everyone? Thanks again for tuning in. We are in episode nine in the series, The Grey Hair Chronicles. And I'm excited about this episode. I have been, we're going to do a little catch up first. I have been um, deep, deep, deep into Bible study the last several weeks. And so today's episode, um, I didn't, I didn't pre- write down too much i'm just gonna let the lord do what he's gonna do but i feel the need in my nanana to say if you've got pen and paper get pen and paper or one of those apps note taking apps on your phone and if you hear something that speaks to you during this episode jot it down i'm gonna ask some questions potentially there's always a mindful tip if you've listened to my previous podcast, I tried to at least leave a mindful tip on majority of the episodes, things for you to do or to be mindful of until the next time we meet here on the podcast. So today we're going to, we're going to do a study of ourselves. <laughs> so um, get your pens and paper and, and write down what the Lord is saying to you um, during this episode. So. We will go ahead and get into some prayer and we will get started. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, Father. We thank you for this moment right now, Father. We thank you and we pray that this moment here is holy, Lord. We pray that your Holy Spirit would be magnified and speak through me, Father, that I would be a vessel, Father. I pray my flesh would decrease, Father, and your Holy Spirit would increase and rise up, Father, and speak fluently without error, without stagnation, Father. I pray that there will be revelation and wisdom, Father, that will flow through my mouth, Father, in this podcast, Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that your perspective, Father, will be highlighted in this episode, Lord. I pray that everyone that is listening, Father, that their hearts are open to you and their ears and minds, Father, are submitted to you in your will for their lives, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, that they will see value in this episode, Father, value in the words that you would speak to them and the things that you would place on their heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. So, guys, let me tell you, the last couple of weeks, I have been under the weather. I was halfway down for the count, (laughs) but thank the Lord, by his stripes, we are healed. I am a lot better. I caught a little cold um, and, you know, a little upper respiratory infection. I'm going to assume that it was. So, I had the the bad nasal dripping and my throat and didn't have appetite and was really tired. But we managed to weather that storm and and stayed in the word and stayed believing in the Lord along with eating soup and taking Theraflu and being hydrated. But I'm on the other side of it now, glory be to God. I'm just grateful and happy that it was nothing major, nothing that would be uh, in resemblance to what's going on in the world right now. Um, I just thank the Lord for keeping me. So I pray all of you have been well since the last time we spoke. Um, Last episode, we talked about the power of letting go. If you haven't listened to episode eight, go and listen to it. If you feel like there's something or someone or some mindsets or some behaviors in your life that you potentially may need to let go. I pray that episode would. Bring about some understanding in your life that would help you along with the Lord to let go. But enough of the catching up and and the shameless plugs of episode eight. <laughs> We're on episode nine. We are more than halfway through the year. I don't know if I've addressed that in the last few podcast episodes, but we are already mid-August. Um The end of the year is the latter part of the year, right? So those of you who have done vision boards or you did them early on in the year, sometimes you're not checking back in with your vision board. You're not checking back in with the Lord to see where you are on your journey. So I pray that you will take a moment if you haven't done that and revisit the things that you feel as though the Lord called you to do this year and just ask him, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing right now in this moment, in this season, in this month of August that you had or that you gave me to do at the beginning of the year. So episode nine, I wanted to talk about um, where is my value? So if you got your pen and papers, the title for the episode, which you'll already see when you're looking it up on the the podcast uh, or Spotify or Anchor or however you're listening to it, where is my value is the title of today's podcast episode. So um, like I said early on, I'm just going to kind of allow the Lord to take me where he sees fit for this episode. I didn't write down, I didn't pre-plan. I just jotted down a few things. So here we go, Lord. Um, Where is my value? If I think about the things that I have valued um, within myself or within people or within accomplishments in my life a few things stick out to me um my earliest memory of value is i remember i grew up on the south side of chicago i remember being a little girl and my dad would come and get me for me to go and uh, go to his house i remember I can only remember one time and it might have been more than once, but I can only remember one time where I went And at the time he was staying with my grandmother. Um, And I valued my dad so much that when he would leave to go to work, I, I would have a conniption. I would like scream to the point where he would have to leave work or come and get me. Um, but I, I valued my relationship as a little girl. With my father, because with him, I, I felt safe and I felt secure and I felt loved in that moment. So I valued my father. I can remember I can remember valuing um, my grandfather. I can remember valuing my grandfather because I was one of the only people on the planet who could tell him to do something. and He would jump and do it. He wouldn't do that for anybody else. And I knew that as long as um He saw me a certain way as his precious little girl, Tiffany, that I had value. I can remember being in school as early as first grade and wanting to be at the top of the class and get straight A's because I valued being recognized. I can remember graduating high school and me getting into Grambling State University. I had to take my ACT twice to qualify to get into Grambling because my first score was so bad. But I, I remember going down the halls of my high school and on the walls back then, they would have all of the seniors' names and the schools that they got into. And I had to retake my test so that I can get into the school that I, I wanted to get into. I found value in being recognized to have your name on a wall to say you accomplished something. You were going to go to a college. And so me taking the test twice to qualify to get into Gramlin, which I did, I found value in getting into college and going to college. I didn't graduate from Grambling, but I saw value in the recognition of going to college and accomplishing a degree. Um, When I did come back home mid Hurricane Katrina, shortly after I started uh, working, I wound up getting my own place. I saw value in independence. I was an independent woman at 20 years old. I had my own apartment and I had my own car that I bought with my money and I had a job and I didn't have to ask anybody for anything. I was able to do it. I was the resource. I found value in me and the things that I had acquired. I was valued. Um, I remember being able to um buy school clothes for my younger siblings my youngest brother Trey um I remember him being in high school and I took him to Burlington Co-Factory and I got all of these clothes for him put them on layaway and I I had got him a cell phone and And anything that he needed, shoes, I would always give my younger siblings shoes, the things that growing up my mom, because she was a single parent, didn't have the funds to do. I found value in being able to provide for my younger siblings in a way that I um, at the time that my mother could not provide for me, I was valued by the things that I could do and the things that I could provide. When I started to get deep into the healthcare field, I had a lot of opportunities where I was able to move up and I was able to get supervisor positions. Everywhere that I went, I would be in positions where I would get a lead position or a supervisor position. I found value in leadership. Being able to lead others, being able to be recognized, I I found value in that. That was valuable to me to be a, a resource, to be somebody in a company where other people are like, I don't know the answer to that. You can go to Tiffany. She knows that was valuable to me in relationships, not even relationships. But I feel like at, at a lot in my early 20s, I'll say I found value in the way that I I looked I I found value in people being attracted to me and people wanting to be in my presence because of my attractiveness or because of my accolades. Those things were valuable to me. I think it's so interesting now um, somebody who's been married going on eight years. Um, when you come across single people, and I think the biggest debate or one of the very big annoyances that women have expressed is when they go on dates as a single woman and they're asked, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? And I think the immediate response or the knee jerk reaction to most women is, who do you think you are? <laughs> asking me what do I bring to the table but really what the person the man or the woman is asking is what is it of value that you have that I can get if I were to continue this thing with you they're asking about your value and so when people start to think about value I think the immediate first thought is we found value in who we are and what we do, or at least that's how the world looks at value. Who are you? What are your titles? How much money do you make? What is your profession? Do you own any property? What do you think about generational wealth? What do you do? Who are you and what do you do? And so if you're somebody who maybe you you didn't graduate college, maybe you're not in this career that pays this certain amount of money, Maybe you don't have this long list or wide width of a uh, span of knowledge that people would look at and say, ah, that's valuable. I can learn something from you. What do you do when the world does not see you as valuable? Maybe you're somebody who grew up and people spoke those things over your life. You're never going to be nothing. You're never going to do anything. You're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, you, you know, anything, anything negative. And then you've allowed that poison to seep into your veins. So now you have an issue with seeing value within yourself. I can remember the same grandfather who I valued so much that he valued me. Was the same person who would look down and speak down to others that he felt as though did not bring value. They were not accomplished in this in the stance of education. They did not make a certain amount of money. They were not as smart as him. So he devalued a lot of people. I wasn't one of those people. But being transparent, he did devalue a lot of people that he were that he was in relationship with, so have you been devalued by your circumstances, by your educational uh level? have you been devalued by people within your family, by your characteristic traits, by how you look, by how you speak? Have you been devalued on your job have you where are the places? That you've been devalued in relationships. Think about it. Write it down. I want you guys to take a moment to write down the places where you found value and the places where you were devalued. It amazes me that the more that I grow in my relationship with God, the more he he changes my thoughts and he transforms my perspective about myself and about the world. We do ourselves a dis uh a uh, injustice or disservice. When we look to others and the world to give us what we need for us. If I am looking to relationships or my college degree or my good paying job or me being in leadership position or me being resourceful and being able to get things done or provide for others or me having my own place, all the things that I said I valued early on in the episode, if I look to those things for my value, and then those things no longer exist, or taken away, or are no longer of service to me, does that mean I no longer have value? Is the thing you're valuing, does it value you? Ask yourself that. Does it value me? I have a college degree on my wall right now collecting dust. (laughs) But the moment where I received such high recognition from my family and they were so proud that that shot of dopamine that, oh, my God, I I was the first in the family to do this and get this degree. Now that that moment has passed, it doesn't take away the fact that I did it, but it it means that my value alone was not in the fact that I was able to accomplish something. So we have to start to look at value a little different. And I'm going to explain what that looks like for me. And hopefully it'll encourage you to allow the Lord to kind of shift your thoughts about value when it comes to yourself. So I said the world measures your value by who you are and what you do. Right. We, we've written that down. Right. Well, God measures your value by whose you are, whose you are, who do I belong to, who, whose I am. That's not a, that's not correct, but that's okay. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) So God measures my value by whose I am and whose am I? Well. Genesis 127 says, so God created mankind in his own image and the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. I am made in God's image. He loved me so much. He valued me so much. The Lord that he made me in his image. Not only did he value me and love me so much, But in John 3, 16, he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He sent down his one prized possession, his son, in the flesh to die for me before I was even born, before I was even thought of, hundreds of years before my existence was to become Because as we know, the Lord transcends time. That means he lives outside of time. So when he does something, he never does something just for you. He does something through you. But what he does through you will affect the generations after. Right. So we thank God because God loved us so much. He loved us so much that before we were even born hundreds of years Prior to, he sent his only son to die for us so that I would have everlasting life, so that you would have everlasting life. And guess what? You didn't have to do anything for that. You didn't have to earn that value. You didn't have to get accolades for that. You didn't have to go to school for it. You didn't have to have a good high-paying job for it. You didn't have to become a leader to get that. You didn't have to... Go to college for it. You didn't have to do anything. He gave that freely. He gave it freely. I he, I freely give it. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. God gave it to us freely. So when you begin to look at yourself, you have to begin to look at yourself and value yourself yourself from the lands of the lord. What does that mean? That means that when you woke up this morning, you woke up being valuable. You woke up being a prized possession. You woke up this morning being made in God's own image. You woke up this morning being God's favorite. Nothing else in creation was made in his image, just you and me, those listen. That was it. That's how much he loved us. He made us like him. Glory be to God. So many times we have found value, or our value stems from the creation instead of the creator. So we're the creation, right? People. Too many times our value comes from the creation from other people versus coming from the creator, the one who created everything, the one who created all of us. So if the one who created me, valued me. And he shows his value for me by creating me and sending his son to die for me. How dare I devalue myself? And how dare I allow the world, the creation devalue me? How dare I allow someone who said, you're never going to be anything. You're going to be just like this person. You'll never amount to anything. You look this type of way. You're never going to get a good job doing this. How, How dare I allow someone who was created from the same creator that created me and who sees value in me devalue me? I think sometimes you really have to stop people in their tracks and say, Who do you think you are talking to? Because the last time I checked, God created me in his own image. That alone means I'm valuable. That alone means I'm valuable. But thank the Lord that when we begin to be in relationship with him, he will give us a purpose. And through our purpose, we will be able to acquire things and do things and grow and get to other levels that will bring fulfillment in the time that we're here. Everlasting fulfillment through him. But we have to take the time to recognize that our value doesn't come from the things that we do. And our values don't come. Our value doesn't come from our titles. You're valued just by being a creation of the Lord. You're valued by that alone. That the Lord made you in his own image. The things that you're called to do. If you partner with the Lord. That he would give you. The purpose that he's called you to do, those are things that will bring you fulfillment. But your value is in the fact that he created you in his own image and that he sent his son to die for you. He loved you and valued you that much. We have to stop putting so much value on what people think and so much value on our accolades and the things that we've accomplished The Bible tells us that only what we do for the Lord will last. What we do for God. Now, if you're in your purpose, and one of the things in your purpose was you need to go to college to get this degree because that's going to work together for your good. And I'm going to put you in this position where you're going to be able to be over these people and you're going to draw them to me. That's wonderful. You're fulfilled, right? But that's not where you get your value from. You get your value from just being His. I'm valued, Lord, just because I'm yours. Just because I belong to you. I have so much value. Who else you know sending their only son to die for me? So that I won't perish, but I would have everlasting life. Nobody. I'm valuable just belonging to the Lord because of whose I am. so i i pray that you guys would allow the lord to start i hear retraining your perspective retraining your mind the problem is when we start to see value in the things that we have we have accomplished by our hard work and dedication in those things Those things start to become your identity. But I won't get too, I'm not going to get too far into that because episode 10 talks about identity. But that's the problem. If you are not careful and you put all of your value in things outside of the Lord, then those things become your God. Even you can become your own God and not even know it. Because you've spent this vast amount of your life valuing the things that you've been able to control. Come on, Holy Spirit. Listen. So we have to be submissive unto the Lord and go before him and be at his feet to understand that, Lord, my value was not found in the things that I've accomplished. My value was not found in the things that I've been able to control. My value is not, my value is not found, Lord, in um, my high moments and all the times where I've had these accolades. My value, Lord, is found in you and you alone. My value was found in the fact that you made me in your image, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am one of a kind, that you sent your only son to die for me. That is where I find my value. Thank you, Lord, that you even love me that type of way. Thank you, Lord, that you would even call me worthy, Father. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't have to do anything to earn that. I didn't have to do anything to prove that I was valuable. You just made me that way. Y'all have to stop proving y'all self. I I don't have to prove I'm valuable to you. I don't have to prove I'm (laughs) valuable to myself. The Lord tells me that I'm valuable. And when I grow in the Lord and I spend more time with him, he begins to show me just how much he loves me, even despite my flaws, even despite the things that I didn't finish, even despite the areas in the, in the, situations where I messed up and I got off track he loved me and he valued me anyway in my mess when I was down in the deep deep down in my sorrows and in my sin and because he loved me so much that's why he sent his son to die for me because he did what I couldn't do for myself and so we have to stop and say Lord thank you that my value comes from you because it's not something that I did I didn't have anything to do with it I didn't have anything to do with it. Glory be to God. God is so good to us. He is so good to us that he values us. You can't earn value. It is given. You can't earn God's love. or He gives it freely. There's nothing you could ever do. He gives it freely. He just asks that you partner with him. Say yes. Yes to my will. Yes to my way. Believe me. Believe I sent my only begotten son to die for your sins. That whoever would believe in me should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe it. If you believe it in your heart, you have faith. I give you some purpose. I got some things for you to do. And that will bring you everlasting fulfillment. Not value, not worthiness, fulfillment. So I pray that episode nine, where is my value, start to spark a conversation between you and the Lord. I urge you in your quiet time in the next couple of weeks that you would Spend time with the Lord, asking him to help you identify every area that you found value and that he will begin to tear down every wall that you built up on the pursuit of gaining acknowledgement for your value. I love you with the love of the Lord. Till next time. Amen, people of God. Did you guys enjoy that? I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoy talking about where my value is and where it comes from. And glory be to God that the more that I am on this journey of relinquishing my plans for the plans that the Lord has for me, the more he is just revealing things to me and peeling back the layers and tearing down strong men and strongholds that I've built up and are allowed to come into my life. Thank you, Lord. God is good. There are so many things that I've learned along this journey that really pointed back to me. And the Lord is like, you you pointing the arrows in the wrong way. <laughs> you, that is not where we're going with that. We're going somewhere else. So, uh, you hear people say all the time, "You want to make the Lord laugh? Tell him your plans." That's true. That is true. He's so knowledgeable and wise, and we really just don't have an understanding to the depths of the Lord and I just thank the Lord that every day that he wakes me up that it's a new opportunity for me to grow more in my relationship with him I um I'm already working on episode 10 oh it's gonna be so good it may be over 30 minutes I'm just gonna forewarn you now but I'm gonna let the Lord lead mindful tip of the of the next week or two probably next two weeks so if you guys were not taking notes which I pray you were mindful tip is to write down the areas where you have found value in your life. Write down the areas or the times where you felt devalued and then take them to the Lord in prayer. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that as you go to Him in prayer with those things that the Lord will begin to speak to your heart and that He will begin to change the treasure of your heart and that He will begin to show you That every moment where you felt devalued was moments where the enemy tried to tarnish what God has already done by creating you. And he's going to be unsuccessful. Every moment where you found value outside of God, I pray that the Lord will begin to illuminate and show you it was only through him that you were able to accomplish whatever those things are. And so ultimately, it's not the thing, not the creation. It is the creator that we ultimately get our value from. So begin to shift your ideas and your perspective when it comes to value for the next week or two. And until next time, I love you with the love of the Lord.